0: Welcome to Demystifying Gay Porn. My name is Ike Grande. And if you watch gay porn, I've definitely helped you get off. And so has the uh, gay porn veteran that is sitting next to me uh, for this week's episode. I've tried to get him on the show for ooh, four years now, almost, right? Night 2019 is four years. Jeez, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm hard already, to lock down. Yeah, <laughs> Adult entertainer, gay porn veteran, uh, Brian Vonce. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I, I can't complain. It's been a minute. Uh, last time I saw you, I think was what?
1: I think you said 2020.
0: Well, t- 2019 in New Orleans. Uh-huh. Um, but you were in New York. We tried to get something together, but we couldn't.
1: Yeah. I, I was there, uh, you know, working behind camera. Yeah. So and it was so busy. Yeah. Uh,
0: no, I Well, I, I, I really wanted you...
1: to do this, uh, with you then, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Gonna... And you sent me, I think your, your, your work sheet. And your call times and all that stuff? Oh, yeah.
1: I just wanted you to, you know, see if anything could possibly work, but even if we got done early, I was just beat. Yeah.
0: No, I know. Those were early call times and stuff, and um, Um, it's a shame, but we will. We will get together for Treasure Island and and do some stuff. It's been a while since Treasure Island. As you know, I work for Treasure Island, and... um, no longer rfc (laughs) but you know we have we have a little history with rfc you shot a scene with uh with champ in 2017 uh january 2017 in las vegas Mm -hmm. uh one of the best scenes i've ever shot
1: do people still like bring that scene up yeah you guys were awesome i think
0: uh it was about 16 to 18 minutes no cuts probably one cut if anything you guys didn't need that much of a break Mm Uh, that was that was really hot. Yeah, we just like pounded right through it. Yeah. yeah. No pun. That, or pun intended. Pun intended.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you have you are now living in Vegas, right? Yes. Okay. How long have you been in Vegas?
1: I've been here uh for about six years now. That's oh wow, long. okay. Yeah, that's wow. the longest I've ever lived everywhere. You know, I used to be known for just like bouncing from one end of the country to the next and you know, I just landed in Vegas and just felt, you know, just where i kind of need to be mm, you felt good here
0: yeah i like it i like the vibe i think it's really really cool i am happy to not be on the strip or by the strip mm-hmm. uh, i think after your first trip here you kind of
1: you get over the strip yeah. really quick <laughs> yeah like whenever i first moved here i'm like oh my god it's so beautiful and you know i was riding my bike through it and then after that i'm just like okay i've seen it yeah I've it. but it is kind of nice whenever somebody comes to visit and you know, they have their first experience mm-hmm. of the trip, mm-hmm. uh, of the strip. And you. I guess you sort of feel those feelings that they're having. It's like, okay, yeah, it's pretty special.
0: Yeah, you're like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Um, I think I stayed on the strip first and then eventually Fremont, mm-hmm. which I enjoy much better. Than the actual like really big where everything is all the lights and all that shit. Yeah, I enjoy the Fremont experience.
1: Yeah, there's definitely two different types of Vegas experiences that yeah. you can have. You have the Fremont, which is like, uh, as people say, your your grandma's uh, <laughs> Vegas. That's and then, <laughs> and then you have you know the brand new strip you know with you know today. I guess today's Vegas. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I guess that's why I like it, because I feel like a grandma sometimes (laughs) at this point. I like areas of Nevada that are outside. Um, I drove out to Area 51, which was fun. Yeah. Have you been yet? No. Oh, my God. Do that drive. It's absolutely gorgeous. Like,
1: I've I've gone to Red Rock Canyon plenty of times, Valley of Fire. Um, Yeah, I haven't done... Uh, Area fifty one. Yeah, I was afraid I was going to get arrested. No, I you're fine. Can you, get? you can get. Um,
0: I didn't actually go to the gate. I, I'm pretty sure we passed it. But when you get really close, you start seeing like campers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that I think would be so much fun
1: to go camp out. by Yeah, Area just like
0: get a camper for a day and just hang out. Let's do an alien movie.
1: Let's do an abduction. That would be amazing.
0: Movie. Yes, <laughs> we all. You just Anal need. abduction huh? or something like that.
1: There, there will be probing. Absolutely, there will be probing. Yeah, for the first time. We need to get a good makeup artist.
0: <laughs> that would be really, really good. And actually, that whole area—I was going to say—it's not really monitored, but I'm sure it is. Like, it's it's so monitored. But you get out of the car for a second, and you don't hear anything. And um, at night, when you drive back, cause it's it's like a two and a half, three-hour trek, and you drive there, you go to the little alien or whatever there is, and you're like, "Oh, this is great." And then you're like, "Okay, I guess I'll I'll head back." And on the way back. Um, you see nothing but stars, and wow. it's like like your car is here, and it's like this. So any flat earthers out there, they need to really just uh, they they need to be somewhere where they can see like star to star on yeah. on both sides. You can you can see
1: like the curve of the world. Yes, the
0: curvature. There we go. Because they're always asking about that.
1: Yeah, uh, it kind of reminds me of whenever I lived in the Midwest, because you know there would just be like just. Big empty field sometimes that I would be going out in and just see nothing just blackness and stars You probably see even see the Milky Way and uh, yeah that sounds good I would yeah go to the desert and yeah that. no you would you would I think
0: you'd have a good time um, speaking of you said where you grew up yeah where'd you where'd you
1: grow up I grew up in Arkansas okay uh, yeah um, just kind of bounced around between northwest and uh, central and um, yeah i I had just a nice little upper middle class life. You know, parents worked hard and, you know, basically tell me that's what you got to do in order to have like a good, you know, successful, happy life. It's just put your back into everything mm-hmm. that you do. Mm-hmm. And I do. And you do. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, what was growing up like
1: growing up? You know, I just kind of went from one elementary school to the next. Cause my parents were always uh, moving around for jobs. And um, so, yeah, I was constantly, you know, going. From one el- elementary school, making friends, going to the next one. So, uh, I learned how to definitely adapt quick uh, in many situations, and um, you know, just get to know people you know really quick, or else I was just going to be off to the side all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I finally stopped moving around in high school. Like, at around what was it? My sophomore year, and you know, finally stayed there until graduation. And then after that, I just kind of became a workaholic, you know, mm-hmm. like any teenager, start off in fast food. Um, mm-hmm. and just kind of worked that for a good bit until, you know, af- after a good few years, of just working my ass off, I was looking around. I'm like, I'm tired of this. I got to do something more. You know, I don't want to be just like stuck here. And, um, uh, when I started going to the gym with uh, some of my, Co-workers, you know, I started seeing some changes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm like, okay, some positive changes. Yeah, some yeah. very positive changes to my body. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I, w- I want to go into some form of entertainment. And um, eventually, I just kind of figured it's like, you know what? I would love to do like adult entertainment. I love the way my body's going. You know, I loved uh, getting on cam four. You know, just to oh, okay. yeah, just kind of see like what the reactions would be. Uh, first, I was a consumer, and then I started turning mm-hmm, my camera mm-hmm. on. And, um, you know, after I just kind of started building the confidence and then, you know, making my, you know, my fitness journey also kind of like my entrance into porn journey, you know, that's when I finally decided, you know, I'm going to do this full time. And, um, yeah, that's. I, I know that was way more. than No, that's than the, than the good. It, no, it just kind of all roll, rolled. No, it, it did. It
0: worked out. It's seamlessly almost, but I want to go back just a little bit to yeah. your, you said camp four. you started out as a consumer mm-hmm. before that. What was your relationship with porn? Like,
1: well, my relationship with porn was, you know, I always, I, I always did like to watch gay porn, but you know, I was in the closet and had to, you know, be quiet whenever everybody was asleep. Uh, as a kid, my, you know, I, Got really good at listening to, like, creaks in the floor, if someone stopped snoring or anything, and then just, like, you know, hurry up, click it off. And, of course, it was, like, dial-up that we had, and the computer was so fucking slow. I would just barely barely get uh, get through it. But on the nights where it was nice and uninterrupted, this is where I found out my fetish for edging. Oh,
0: my god. Uh, oh god okay yeah, yeah
1: i would just g- spend like a good two or three hours just like you know watching something and it would just be the slowest little download <laughs> <Like> maybe two <laughs> or three know. minutes downloaded in an hour <laughs> so, and i'm just like yes, yes, yes okay wait no no i'm gonna wait until it's done i'm gonna wait until the video is done so i can see like the good stuff and uh yeah i would just be like edging for hours as a kid and uh finally like i would go to bed i would you know uh, go to the bathroom, get off, and then I would just go and lay down. God, my balls were so sore. <laughs> oh, my balls were so sore. From all that jerking off. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, just all the edging. Oh, yeah. But,
0: oh, my God. That's right. That Blue does, balls yeah. is a real thing. Yes, it is. You're absolutely right. It is a real thing. Damn. The way you made it sound, it sounds like uh, a lot of closeted gay men when they're watching, or gay kids when they're watching gay porn, they can be like trained CIA agents or something because they're really you know you have to be very you have to make sure that your your family's not finding out (laughs) you sneak around and do a whole bunch of stuff. Um, Be very sneaky. Yeah, you mentioned being uh, closeted. What was what was your experience in high school like or growing up as a kid?
1: Well, well, I guess just uh, growing up in a very uh, Baptist uh, household. You know, of course, it was very. You know, uh, you're not going to be gay like any. Uh, time that I got caught with gay porn, you know, my mom was like, you know, should we take you to the preacher? And, so you were caught, yeah. yeah. I, I was caught, I was caught a couple times, and um, I just, you know, I kind of locked myself in the bathroom or hid under the sheets. I'm like, don't look at me. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, I was brought up to just really believe that you know being gay was wrong, mm-hmm. and um, you know, in high school, you know, I turned 16 and I just kind of had the freedom to stop going to church and, you know, just started hanging out with other friends and I guess becoming more worldly. Mm. But I mean, honestly it was good for me because I didn't want to just like stay, you know, believing all the time that gay is wrong because it felt like a part of me was wrong. And I didn't, you know, it, it kind of started me, you know, sort of hating that side of me. And eventually, you know, I just kind of had to get out of it. And just started saying that, you know, church is full of a bunch of bigots. And, uh, book club. Yeah. (laughs) It really is. And, um, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. I, I even tried, uh, dating a couple girls. Um, you know, eventually, uh, you know, lost my virginity to a girl. Um, But it also. So you went through it. You you were like committed to it. And, you know, uh, the last girl that I tried to date, you know, she had just kind of up and disappeared for about a month. Yeah. Uh, Like, you know, I was calling her. I was calling, you know, the house she was lived in. You know, her grandma told me, you know, stop calling here. And I'm just like, what the fuck did I do? You know, it's like I, I got a job, I got an apartment. You know, you got a kid. So yeah, I was committed to it. And um, yeah, once that disappeared, it just fucking clicked. I'm like, I'm tired of hiding who I am. I'm tired of being unhappy. And I'm just gonna say fuck all of you and do you know do what I love. Clearly, not tell my parents I'm going into porn. But you know, I, I just decided to like you know really come out after that and just be like, you know, this is who I am. And Mm -hmm. I'm tired of, you know, being ashamed of it. Mm
0: -hmm. Should we talk about your parents and porn before getting into porn or should we get right into Uh, porn?
1: Well, I mean, definitely my parents were against porn. Mm -hmm. Um, Eventually after so many times of, you know, me being caught with it, they were just slowly uh, coming to the realizations like, Okay, we're just waiting on him to come out now. (laughs) Um, But eventually, I did come out, and, you know, they're okay with it. And they just said, as long as I'm happy and healthy, just, Mm -hmm. you know. Wow, you must have challenged a lot of their beliefs
0: when it came to that.
1: Yeah, well, I only came out as uh, being bisexual. Okay,
0: that's always acceptable.
1: Um, Yeah, because that's the first step. I had to instill, you know, that little hope that my uh, parents are still going to get grandkids Mm -hmm. from me. You know, a little bit. I guess it could still happen if I want to do a surrogate. Uh, but later. Yeah. Way later. Yeah. And yeah, that, uh, I still don't talk about doing porn with them. Do they know? Yeah, they know. They know. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, there was one year that I just, you know, kind of had enough of it. Now, I got onto my personal Facebook and I said, you know what? My naked behind is on DVD covers and, uh, uh, magazines all over the world. So bam, there it is.
0: Yeah. I'm, that's, that's pretty big, you know, like considering I, 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 I don't, adult entertainment is entertainment. Like it I've is. gotten to the point where,
1: but it's such a very, you know, it can be such a very personal, you know, yeah. form of entertainment because we're literally just being naked and show, we're showing our everything, mm-hmm. our insides. even. Yeah people who watch it they
0: may not know you they 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 see you they know who you are they you're in, you're in people's living rooms you're on people's phones you are it's such a you're right it is a personal thing it's very intimate the things that I think adult entertainment adult entertainers do they're closer than you think when I say I've definitely gotten you off in the beginning of the show and I end the show like that it took a lot of like Realizing, like for ten years, you've been in the business for ten years. Yeah, you have now. You've kind of made a generation who's been watching your porn. Yeah, that that PA that was on set yesterday yeah. was one of your biggest fans, oh, yeah. and he was like, "I cannot believe I just gave Brian Bonds a water," and I was like, "He's just like everyone else, isn't he? He just does porn though, and you love him, <laughs> you know." So it was it was really really cool. we're in our 30s now Um, i'm in my 40s but he's in his 20s he's in his mid-20s and the the generations are now growing up watching your stuff and
1: like i've been told by a few people like even new stars on a falcon set Mm. um you know that they've been watching me for years you know some you know said that they've been watching me you know since they're in high school and given that it's now 2022 you know it's a lot easier to believe you know because born in the 2000s can drink now.
0: Yes. That's so, crazy. Walk around and just have jobs and graduate college and shit.
1: Yeah. So um, it, it's always crazy uh, whenever people uh, say, like, I've been watching you since I was in high school or something like that. It And, you know, part in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I can't say anything because I did the exact same thing. There's no way that I can, you know, preach against that. Publicly, like, if there is somebody who reaches out to me now, um... Uh, that's underage uh, again, it's like I can't say anything against it but um, yeah, I, I yeah. might not respond to it mm. uh, yeah. because I don't want to like you know condone anything it's illegal. it's a very gray area it is a very gray area. I,
0: I agree with you but th- there's a really really good documentary that was done I think by uh, the BBC where um, they talk about how my, like we were when, when we were teenagers, we were watching porn. We know that, like, uh, it happens and it's happening younger now, especially because of the fact that we everybody have has phones. Yeah, and exactly.
1: It's exactly. like such easier access. You know, I'm sure parents could probably put like parental controls on mm-hmm. and everything, mm-hmm. but no, these kids are tech savvy. They're gonna They're find smart. it smart. Mm-hmm. They're gonna find them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Get that password. And
0: I think very similar to how, um, well, Nevada or Vegas has legalized prostitution and um, legalized marijuana and stuff. If it's there, you may as well educate as soon as you can. That way, it's the easy... Like, we did... And by we, I mean, like, everyone. We did this with TV. We fucked up with TV because nobody knew how to teach it in schools. Mm. And now... (laughs) We had a reality TV show president. (laughs) It's it's just... it's, It's crazy that that's how... You can spend years kind of grooming to become a president in Congress or in the Senate and all that stuff. This guy spent years inside people's living rooms Mm -hmm. to the point where they thought he was an actual CEO. That's the power of TV. Yeah. So there's there's something to be said about uh, effects that uh, marketing and media and all that stuff have. So like I said, you know, if this is entertainment... We should actually, we should be um, helping with sexual education too.
1: You know, uh, there have been some people who have reached out to me, you know, uh, with certain videos I did, like, you know, some sit down and talk ones, like my stony moments. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw them yeah, on Instagram, right? Uh, uh, Facebook. Oh, okay. Facebook okay. Um, so yeah, there have been a couple of times where people have reached out to me because I'll talk, I'll, uh, talk on, you know, real enough topics or help maybe it's, it could be like a a shared tweet me sharing a tweet of i don't know about Cabanuva. um but oh, either way okay. people will uh, reach out to me and be like you know I didn't know this I didn't know this about myself I didn't know you know all these safety things and it's like you know you you know from watching you it's like you kind of give me like some you know some confidence yeah, about it yeah that's
0: cool I think I was talking to Dylan Diaz not not too long well yesterday but just like any just like musicians and artists uh movie stars and stuff it's not our obligation but it's always nice if you can yeah because people do watch and people will learn
1: yeah we have a platform yeah, yeah. and we should definitely use it and you know as far as like um you know like i said with capa and like trying to uh teach hiv health mm-hmm. um what you is Cabenuva
0: 2, by the way? Just uh, a quick interruption. Yeah,
1: sorry. Um, Cabenuva is a once every two month shot uh, that will help keep a positive, per- positive person's viral load you know, undetectable. Okay. Um, it's so much better than having to take a pill every day because, uh, I mean, who knows? You could probably either run out of pills while you're out, out on vacation uh, or, I don't know, just for whatever reason, you know, just forget to take them for mm-hmm. X amount of time. Um, so, yeah, you just uh get that shot. Like it's two shots. They're big shots, but you know <laughs> big shots? Yeah. Jeez. Oh yeah, they're big shots. Um <laughs> you had two of those. Um it started off once a month, now it's once every two months. Uh and you just don't even have to worry about it. Okay. And um as far as like using my platform for it, you know, I uh tweeted a picture, what was it like last week or something? Um, you know, him a butt with uh two little band-aids <laughs> uh on there and I'm just like, you know, i'll just take that picture and just use it as a little uh shout out to you know hiv medication okay
0: so you are very a- active in um hiv advocacy
1: right I-, I try to be yeah
0: okay do you want to talk about that a little bit
1: uh well yeah because uh i've definitely have noticed um you know let me start with this when i started in the industry i was negative and eventually you know uh I became positive in 2014 and, uh, I definitely noticed how like that affected my work. Like, uh, there were studio, some studios, um, that just, e- even if they were condom and tested, they still wouldn't, uh, you know, have me on there. Even if I was undetectable, um, you know, that took away any chance of doing bi content, that took away any chance of doing trans content, any straight content. So um just knowing, you know, how it has affected um, you know, my life, uh, I've just been you know, doing my best to, you know, show people that A, um it doesn't really have to affect your life all that much. But also prevent it if you can. Mm-hmm. know um i'm I'm kind of against chasers and gifters um because people don't really notice like how much you know it can really change your life Mm -hmm. because i mean if you uh do stay on the pills and or if if you forget to take the pills i mean that could literally lead to you die you do you do
0: you get a lot of um chasers and oh yeah okay
1: Like, like for the most part i know it's just them talking um you know they're probably just wanting to have the pause talk to you know like a fetish yeah it, it's a fetish but it's out there yeah
0: because i did um and i'd love to talk to you a little bit about it because i did a uh podcast with somebody i do a lot of open lines and a lot of times it's fans and they call in and i did one with a guy who had a pause fetish but he he's on twitter and people would contact him and he would show me the messages and just, you know, I'm going to be in New York at this time. I really want you to pause me up or load me up. And he willingly does it. And they know. And I put that up. And I don't think I've ever gotten so many messages for an episode. And it was, it was rough because I'm not endorsing that behavior, but. I reached out to scholars. I reached out to authors who have uh, done books on the subject. I reached out to people in the community, and nobody would respond except this guy. And then finally when I had him on, then they started contacting me. He's wrong. Why would you do that? Why would you give him a platform? And I was like, I reached out to all of you guys. Nobody wanted to talk to me. Mm. And it's a very uncomfortable talk, but it's out there.
1: It it is uh, an uncomfortable topic because, I mean, uh, Yeah, nobody should really condone, you know, giving somebody a a potentially deadly disease. Mm -hmm. Um, It shouldn't be anything that people, you know, search out for. I get it. Live on the edge. Woo, YOLO. What the fuck ever. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, whenever it comes to, like, playing with your health, but not only your health, but everybody else's health, Mm -hmm. then, you know, why? Yeah. You know, why, why... would you want to do that because what if uh somebody is uh their viral load is high and what if they're not telling people um not saying that you know or they don't know yeah you know, or True. they don't know yeah. but i'm not going to you know say that there aren't people out there who do uh i'm sure there are people out there who are kind of responsible like you know maybe they're pause for pause and they only yes. you know just keep it within the brotherhood mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's fine, you know, do, do what you will. But, you know, just as long as, you know, they talk with their partners, and be like, look, this is my situation. If you are willing to take this risk, then, you know, let me know if you want to, you know, do this, let me know, you know, I'm not going to tell anybody how to have sex. You know, we can always just give our opinions about it. Um, and it somebody said informed consent that that's just mm-hmm. the main thing about it. You know, there's always going to be chasers, there's always going to be gifters. Um and also people who just simp- simply either do or don't know it's just all about informed consent.
0: Yeah, and uh another thing, and then we'll move on to to porn and stuff. Uh a little more porn. Mm-hmm. But uh another thing on this topic, one thing that <laughs> one thing that that I was asked a lot about and I want to ask you because you've worked at both studios. Um, Treasure Island Media, mm-hmm. uh, which I think when you said pause for pause, I think that's predominantly what how, how they had were started to themselves. Yeah. Yes, but then also because I worked for Raw Fuck Club, Dark Alley Media, which became Raw Fuck Club. Um, somebody asked me, "How did you not know that you worked for two of the most bug chasing pause fetish websites?" But I don't necessarily see it that way. I think Treasure Island. First of all, I, I'm not going to lie. I never watched any of the Treasure Island movies. Really hot, huh?
1: It was really hot. Yeah, <laughs> Slammed was really hot. <laughs>
0: oh, I never. You see, I never saw Slammed, um, but I, but when I left Rafa Club to come to Treasure Island, a lot of models did not work with me because of the fact that Slammed was in the catalog for Treasure Island. Mm, I had nothing I to do with
1: it. I can understand why. You know, it's it's a very triggering movie. Yeah, but yeah, it was still really
0: <laughs> And Slam, just in case nobody uh, uh, listeners don't know, it's a movie. Uh, what is it? It's it's a it's, meth movie, right?
1: Yeah, it is a meth movie. Get the highs or get the guys high as you can and just whore them out.
0: And, and it, it was kind of documentary stylish, but definitely a sex tape or a um, um, a porn. Yeah, I you know Rafa Club has a little biohazard symbol on it. Mm-hmm. Um. But I never thought because I was on set, it was never behind the scenes, never was it something where the guys were coming in and they were going to get gifted or they were chasing or it, it was never the case mm-hmm. when I was on set.
1: Uh, yeah, that, that's never uh, the case, you know, whenever you go on the set or whenever you're booking anything. Um, but I guess that boils down to that's might be the fantasy that's the thing
0: that's it it was just fantasy yeah and and i think people this is a good reason or a good understanding of why i think it's it's important to educate they believe the fantasy
1: yeah and that's our job you know Mm -hmm. we're uh as i like to to say we're a love illusionist you know we have to provide an illusion of what people think you know is real and what people think you know is you know hot, yeah, what gets there, you know, like gritty cool. real though. Love yeah.
0: illusion is that's great, yeah.
1: <laughs> and um, you know, e- even if it's like completely not, you know, everyone's tested and you know, negative on prep, on uh, you know, meds, you know, we're the studios definitely go out of their way to make sure that everyone is safe, mm-hmm. but for all our audience knows. We literally just found somebody behind a dumpster and just mm-hmm. gang banged a back.
0: There. Mm-hmm. I can't even like I'm sure you get oh everyone's on drugs, everyone's it, and I'm like, all right, calm down like <laughs> even like w- when I talk about tim uh it's i've i've i don't think I've ever met a nicer bunch of behind the scenes people uh very smart people do it's 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 just it's I wish that they would go with that more than the dirty gritty illusion that they have, but that's their base. That's their audience. And that's fine. <laughs> um, so speaking of that, you have an audience, you have two audiences. You started out in, um, what studios when you started?
1: Oh, my first studio, uh, was bad puppy. Uh, my first scene was with Mike rivers. Um, and that was my first studio scene before I had started out traveling around with Jason sparks and, you know, doing his little live cam shows. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, I started out in Bad Puppy, but then my uh, next big studio that j- just kept having me back and back, you know, fly me from Arkansas, and that was, that wasn't cheap. So <laughs> yeah, it's not a hub. <laughs> yeah, um, was King dot com?
0: Really? Okay. Yeah. Out out to San Francisco, right? Yeah. Okay.
1: After um, the first video that I did uh, for Bound Gods, uh, they were just like. Holy shit, this guy can take it. Like, you know, they pulled me along uh, a, a rug or the floor, and I, I had this big of a rug burn. And I think it was the fact that I'm like, ah, no, nah, it's all good. Was, you know, it's all <laughs> of good. You know, later, it's like, <sighs> yeah, you dude, know what? he's easy to work with. He can, you know, take it. He can take a beating. He can take a fucking. So we're, you know, he can take being tied up. So we're just going to keep having him back.
0: So you like that. You like,
1: you like the kink. You I, like the BDSM. That, that's where I definitely learned that I'm not too much as big of a pain, pussy for pain as I used to okay. <laughs> I think that I was, you know, I can uh, definitely take a lot. Um, and yeah, that's where I got introduced into doing fetishes. Um, uh, yeah. From simple BDSM to, Fucking, uh, you know, tip play, uh, electro play, um, you know, puppy play, uh, you know, just being a slave, um, you know, um, what was it sounding? Um, how's that? You know, it's a lot it's better than what you know it looks like it looks really it looks
0: scary. surgical <laughs>
1: yeah yeah well i mean you have to use medical surgical lube, yeah, okay anyway okay and clean it really good with like cavicide and uh Hibiclans. and um yeah it's just scary it looks scarier than it actually is what is sounding uh sounding is um using a long metal rod or they have some with like studs uh, there's different types of sounding rods and um you uh take it and you put it down your urethra um and you know just slowly you know just work it down um you know use whatever gauge is comfortable enough for you I usually start with like the smallest one mm-hmm. just to you know slowly work it open and then um eventually you know um you just find yourself just even jacking off with it then inside then, holy yeah, fuck like, okay like you'll have just a full on hard on and um sometimes I, I've. Felt like I almost lost the sounding rod in my dick. <laughs> but but then you learn how to you know reach back you know how far your actual urethra goes down. It's like oh there it is. And
0: how okay, I need to ask you because were you talking about it? Absolutely makes me feel it. What is it? What does it feel like?
1: Uh, it feels like um, God it's kind of hard to describe, but it feels like I almost want to say like peeing or coming. Um, some people describe it as jacking off with, uh, um, no, uh, from the inside. And, um, you know, for me, I think the thrill, and the, the thrill of it is, um, because of how scary it looks and, you know, the fact that I'm kind of afraid, like what if it goes down to, you know, like touch your bladder, which a lot of people do it just so that really, yeah. Like they'll use like these gigantic Oof. sounding rods and they're going down and it's like tickling their bladder with it. And you know, I don't think I've ever had anything that deep in there before. Maybe I have like a silicone sound or something. Um, in fact yes i have done, done a silicone sound that went down <laughs>
0: what, a, what an uncomfortable uh, conversation but, but but
1: i mean yeah. like uh, whenever it's in there you know and you get over the fact that it's not hurting mm-hmm. and you know once you get over that hump and you just start jacking off with it it's like okay this is you know new sensation that my brain is getting used mm-hmm. to and you know i like it and um then eventually you know you come while uh, it's inside of you and, um yeah, and with a like a normal sounding rod, um you, you know it'll just like start shooting out and then comes just like coming up you know all on the side of it, and it's like this is really hard, yeah, okay, and then you just you know slowly just lift it back out once you done. Ooh,
0: all right i I guess I'll have to I'll have to open my mind to watch one of them i've I've always seen it, but like from like my 2020 peripheral, <laughs> I don't want to really watch it well, I
1: mean, I got my sounding rods at home, yeah. you, <laughs> te- te- you want me to bring them to set just I'm good, I'm
0: good, but thank you. All right, so uh, Kink, uh, Bad Puppy, um, you have worked for the big ones in, in Cali? Uh,
1: yes, in Cali, but before then I, I had worked, um, uh, did a lot for Pride Studios. Okay. You know, that big umbrella with all their uh, different, like, men over 30, extra big dicks. Um, uh, oh, I did a bait bus one time. How was that? Uh, it was good, but whenever I look back at it, at it, I was like, what the fuck was I doing with my hair? What was this, you know, horrible sweater thing that they have me in there and and why why was i still wearing cargo shorts (laughs) uh so i look back on it i'm like yeah that that's young brian right there (laughs) um but i mean i I was just kind of excited to you know go on a site that i had seen before before getting Mm. into porn i'm just like yes i want you know i would love to do that site and bitch i made it happen yeah and uh so yeah I, i was really excited to do that um I, I kind of wish I could go back and, you know, do another one just because I know I, you know, look a lot better than, uh, than what I did. Um, oh yeah. My, uh, I think my hair was black at that point, uh, because of Folsom street fair that I did my first Folsom street fair. And, um, uh, and then going back to one of the Cali studios, uh, that you said, um, uh, my hair was also black during then. So during that same okay. uh, time, I worked for next door studios, Okay. Um, and I'm glad that I was able to go, uh, go back and work for them, uh, later on down. But, uh, yeah, I had worked for next door studios and that, that was a really good good, a really experience. good experience. Yeah. Um, again, another one of those sites that I had seen, you know, on there and I'm like, um, you know, I can't believe I'm fucking here. And, you know, looking back on it, it's like, yeah, I probably could have done better in my style. <laughs> probably could could have done better on a lot of things. um, but yeah uh whenever i started working for all these studios uh uh i i was just like holy shit like you know my momentum was good and eventually like uh the studio that i fucking fantasized about working with was raging stallion mm-hmm. and um yeah leo forte finally got me uh got my foot in the door with them and you know from then god i have such a long history with raging stallion now uh in front of the camera and behind the camera and, yeah, yeah in front and behind the camera and um you know I really started who was it no it was hothouse that I really started uh, my fisting adventure for uh, uh, with um in which Raging now owns uh hothouse but um yeah that I think that was probably whenever I was really starting to hit the peak whenever they ha- I had my uh movie called Breaking the Bond. It was a uh, it was a uh, fisting movie, and the cover of it was uh, me getting fisted with a sounding rod. Uh, oh
0: God! Okay, wow, that yeah. must have been pure pleasure. <laughs> oh
1: yes, that that was that was a lot. I th- yeah, I think that was Bo- uh, Boomer Banks' hand. Okay, and <laughs> my right. butt, and God damn, I forgot where I was going. Going no, with this whole story.
0: Well, um, okay. just the studios that you've been working with. Um, oh yeah. That was was that before? Was that before your you um? Was that before you became positive?
1: Yes. That okay. uh, that was all before. I and I no, only no, that, was, that was the same year. Um, same year. Yeah, because it was 2014. Whenever I moved out to San Francisco, and uh, that's whenever I had my exclusive contract mm-hmm. with Raging, mm-hmm. and that's when that movie uh was made during that time um now a lot of those studios have um bareback themselves oh, oh yeah Uh they pretty much all gone bareback yeah. and it, it was it was definitely a um a much needed transition um i do remember whenever i got the news that they were going to go bareback dude i'm hitting up steve i'm hitting up uh uh, Tony mm. and I'm just like please like put me in one of the you know first bareback movies you know I've worked for, with you guys for years my body's on point mm-hmm. you know all this stuff but um, the transition period and you know the way that you know a lot of studios uh, had to go uh, with it was um, either not using uh, positive guys right away or just putting like status couples
0: together. and stuff and yeah. zero sorting
1: yeah and um they, uh, you know, they have their exclusives and their exclusives, you know, are going to be, you know, chosen before anything. Mm-hmm. So uh, long story short, I was not able to do the first uh, bareback for Raging Stallion. Um, but eventually, though, they, they moved into, you know, just having the right legal paperwork mm-hmm. and everything to, you know, for everybody to sign. I'm um, saying, you know, I'm working uh, bareback uh, with the opposite person because, you know, with the person of opposite steps because, and, um, you know, it's, it's taken a little while. And, mm. you know, for me, it was, it was a little painful, a little spiteful in the beginning. Um, but yeah, now they do what they need to. And- I'm still
0: spiteful and I'm behind the camera <laughs> because um, all these studios, I, I don't have any enemies when it comes to that. I'm not trying to make any enemies. But all those studios really did shit on Raw Fuck Club, Dark Alley. Oh, they did. And and to the point where I remember when, and I've said it before on the podcast, but I remember when models who had done a scene with Dark Alley Media Mm -hmm. and were going to be exclusive with studios in California, they would have to do a video, especially for Chichi LaRue. Um, And these are not your... (laughs) These are not, this is not your expressed um, statement or view or anything, I can say it, but um, they would have to do a video apology for working for Bareback Studios. And that kind of shit really bothers me because now they're doing Bareback Porn too. Yeah. And we, um, I remember, I have, I have 13 years with this company where nothing could be nominated for any of the awards and nothing could be and now it's just now like oh hey movie. yeah they're like what condom porn so there's there's a lot of it's it's still kind of like you know I'm not bitter but it's still one of those things where you're like okay well
1: that, that is something that does kind of stick with you because yeah. you know it's it's like, okay, you're all high and mighty now, and now you're...
0: You're doing the exact same thing. (laughs) Exactly, you're doing the exact same thing that you shamed me for. Yeah,
1: And, you know, if you made the models do an apology video, maybe y'all should do an apology video, you know, uh, saying, you know, we're sorry that we took this long to be able to uh, except that bareback is safe. Yeah, so, I, re- you know,
0: I remember when all you yeah, and I remember when Lucas Entertainment came out in 2013 and they went bareback. Uh-huh. Um, they were like, "What? what? No condoms? <laughs> you just we've been doing that all the time." And, just like, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, because mm-hmm. because the loudest ones, um, were the ones that kind of quietly made that transition. Yeah, and nobody really, like yeah, in here. yeah. Money, what? <laughs> Working with Rafa Club, mm-hmm. I want to get to this because they flew me out to twenty eighteen. One of my last movies with them was called Gangbang Proposal. Yeah,
1: we didn't know it was going to be called that until until it they yeah. It
0: well, okay, so there's a lot of backstory with that. Um, Nick Moretti was fired from Dark Alley, mm-hmm. unfortunately, uh, so I got called in for it and I shot it. I i it was it would have been my number one uh, gangbang scene because I did a whole bunch of lists and stuff. But I didn't put it together, so I can't take credit for it. Like that was Nick Moretti. Yeah. So I stepped in, recorded it. Oh Hunger FF was second camera. Man. <laughs> Those were the Ryan. days, right? Now look at it fucking um He's but off. yeah, yeah. But you guys were, were the focus. How did this come? Uh okay, so in Gang Bang Proposal, Brian Bonds proposes to Mason Lear. Yep. How did you how did you how did this come to be?
1: Uh, well, we just got done with a, uh, with a trip and, um, what was it? We probably been together for about six or seven months and we, you know, had our own like little European trip and, you know, me, I was just, you know, head over heels for them and, you know, just once to uh, say like, you know, we've already been through this much with me, we've, you know, gone through all this. You know, so yeah, I wanted to uh, propose to him and how I thought about doing it <laughs> at the end, <laughs> at the end of getting gangbanged. banged. Um, first, yes, I thought that that would be extremely sweet. It's like, oh, they got gang banged together and now he's frozen. Uh, but, yeah. but another thing was that I was thinking of, I'm at my job, I'm surrounded by all my friends and I want to, you know, propose to my, uh, to my boyfriend at work. That is like the most you know. It, it happens all the time, but doing it on our you know yeah. at our work, okay. you know, it's you know who's out of you know who's out yeah. of that. I definitely wasn't trying to do it just for the cloud or anything like that. Um, you know, I really had like just those simple intentions, like you know, just propose to him at work in front of all your friends. Damn. Yeah, my work just so happens to be porn, <laughs> <laughs> and my friends just all gangbanged. up.
0: So you knew for the most part. You knew all all of those guys that were there. There were a couple that I think we brought in. Yeah, that went that went really smooth. That was.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I had yeah. told I think I told Ryan about it before, and uh, he came up uh, behind me, and I'm just like. You know, grab the <laughs> grab the ring. I I made it made go. You know, very. It's probably the smoothest thing that I have ever done. Everything <laughs> has been terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but if if anything, that was probably the smoothest thing that I have ever done.
0: Yeah, no, that was I,
1: obviously. You know, I don't know how I can top another proposal, you know, after that, so. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if I'd ever do it again
0: I, for from various different reasons. Um, I had a proposal on the podcast uh-huh. and they are no longer together. So I'm like, don't get proposed and don't get engaged in front of me. Cause obviously I'm doing, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm not You're saying bad. I put that energy out there, but shit. Like, I'm like, Oh fuck. Okay. But, but you know, it was a really good experience. I think it was really cool. I, it was not something that was done before. Yeah. um so it was it was cool it's for just, for everything for for what it's worth you can look back and be like wow that that happened we did that and we were part of each other's lives at that point
1: right or and I, I still get uh either t- uh, messages about or tweets about the gangbang proposal i still you know if i go to hook up with somebody and they got porn on you know they're like i really want you to see this gangbang it was cool and i'm just like just flat face. Yeah. You know, flat face emojis. Like, <laughs> it's like <mine.
0: laughs> that, that happens, right? You said that before, like it happens more often than not where people are playing the porn. And,
1: <laughs> and yeah, it, it'll be one of mine. And, you know, I, I, first of all, try not to, you know, start off by letting somebody know that I do porn, you know, just kind of let them, you know, if they recognize me, if it comes up fine. Um, but yeah, that's not the first thing that I try to put out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, whenever I'm hooking up with somebody, whether it be online or anything, but if we go back and you know find something, and if I if I'm in it and it's like one of their uh, favorite scenes, then they'll just kind of have like that little shock value think like, oh, shit! No way! It's you! Oh no! Do they treat you different afterwards? Um, that they definitely have their little starstruck moment, mm-hmm. and I just hope I'm not too drunk to make it make it a mess you know a messy <laughs> experience for him it's like oh yeah i met brian was cool yeah <laughs> great good bottom yeah
0: after all this i know you're doing behind the scenes stuff in porn um you have started doing content creation you started doing content sharing um what's what do you want to do what's next what do you want to do in, with your porn
1: career uh, well, since moving behind camera, I would definitely say that I have, um, learned a lot. It's been like a ton of free schooling, mm-hmm. uh, just learning on the job, you know, how to set up, you know, whatever set, um, you know, I've been learning like how to do camera, how to, you know, get my framing right. I'm still, you know, still working on, uh, quite a bit of that. Um, but yeah, everything, I'm just trying to learn as much as I can um, so that I can put it towards like my own projects. Uh, yeah. I did try to start up my own studio uh, a couple years ago and you know, you can definitely see how from the first video that I shot to the last video that I shot, like how my uh, camera work has evolved mm-hmm. over the time and you can see how my photography has evolved over the times, so, you know, it you still use a few tweaks. Uh, here and there, but uh, for the most part, like you no know, I would I would probably pay for it. You know, <laughs> if, if I was still just a consumer, you know, buying somebody's scenes on uh, just for fans, you know, if somebody put that for you know four ninety nine or something, it's mm-hmm. like you want know, to fuck it, I'll buy that one. You know, it's. Good. I think
0: you shot something for for Champlin's right during the pandemic.
1: I think yeah, with um, uh, August and Micah. Yeah, yeah,
0: that was good. What was yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I saw it. No, I thought I thought it was really nice. What well, you used the DSLR and everything, and it was yeah, it looked really really nice.
1: Yeah, I got yeah. I got a, a a newer camera.
0: You and also uh, angles, penetration shots, because a lot of people, you know, a lot of people pick up a camera and they they're like, oh, I'm making porn, but you're like, uh, kinda. Like, <laughs> like you're just so holding
1: a camera while yeah. somebody's having sex in front of you. <laughs> You're, you're not actually, like, getting shot. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. But, but uh, again, it's been, like, free schooling working behind the scenes at Falcon um, because... Fucking like, imagine. Once, yeah, like, once I, you know, uh, got putting, you know, lights up and sound and, you know, start help... After I got uh, good at helping set, setting the set, then I would stand behind mm-hmm. and, you know, look at what they're getting. You know, we used to have monitors on, on everything, so... Uh, I would just, sit, uh, sit by, look at the shots that they're getting, you know, how to get like from penetration all the way up to the bottom's face mm-hmm. and just, you know, learn how to get those angles. And, um, you know, I, I've just been trying to take that and roll with it now with content creation. Um, I, I do like to offer myself as like, if you want me to shoot something for you, whether it be for a studio or if people, uh, come up to me, asking me if they want uh, will help shoot their only fan stuff. Then yeah, I'll do it. And, um, I, I think all the, uh, learning that I've, uh, gone through has, you know, really helped. you know, make people want to yeah. ask me to do stuff for them.
0: I think that, uh, Shoot, I would take an internship on Falcon. At th- even at this point, right? Like it's it's so it's so fascinating to watch other people work, um, and be like, oh, okay, well that's how they do it. That I just think it's <clears throat> a lot of times they're very it's 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 a production. It's really really big, um, and uh, a lot of the shooting that I've done for like Tam and Raw Fuck Club is more uh, walk in camera ready, take it raw like as raw as it can be and then here you go take your paycheck and go home.
1: Yeah, personally, I like to, you know, uh, take a little styles from both Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then just make it, you know, my own because I, yeah, anybody can, you know, pick up an iPhone but if you've also got I, you know the training of Falcon I also try not to overproduce that's one of my biggest things is I don't want to like go too far into you know trying to make it look like Falcon and then it just looks even worse. yeah so yeah. just like find a, a nice little uh, mix of how to you know shoot things yeah.
0: I like that yeah. too I like storylines like very minimal not like a, a drawn-out story oh, yeah like, a good 30 second intro or a minute
1: yeah well I, that's uh, another thing whenever I was doing stony pup stuff um I wanted to, you know, tell a story while not boring the audience, mm-hmm. you know, and just making them like skip, you know, all the way through to the sex. So that's why I developed uh, the best little house in Vegas, huh. and uh, okay. well, it's a reason why I developed that one. But um, I wanted to paint a picture of what it would be like if sex, work, if sex work was legal. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's you know just the fun of like you know the entry being. Mr. Pam, you know, in there greeting one of the clients, you know, one of the regulars and, you know, it's just a simple, you know, walk in, you know, hi, how you doing? Is Jackson ready? Yeah. You horny. Okay. Come on right this way. Have fun y'all. <laughs> and, um, you know, just something simple as that. And, or, um, how with this one series I tried, I started, uh, Get booked. It's based off of the store out here called Get Booked, and they let me shoot there. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And uh, that simple storyline was, you know, they're trying on clothes and stuff like that, or trying lube, and you know, things just end up rolling from there.
0: Yeah. See, I can, I can get with that. I. It's when it's too elaborate, eighty thousand to one hundred thousand dollar productions. You're like, oh just just start making art porn art yeah. films with sex in it at this point like I don't know I mean
1: uh my my third series coven that one was a bit you know had a little bit more story to it Um, uh, you know I started off just by you know and I wanted to use like real you know magic rope you know spells out of a book and stuff um because that was another thing I wanted to you know uh stop demonizing witchcraft in okay. people's eyes. And so I wanted to use, um, you know, certain spells and stuff like that to, um, like really enhance everything. But after like the first, you know, four episodes, you know, they were bath spells and I'm like, okay, it's a little boring. Let's you know, <laughs> uh, uh, do something else. And so the fifth episode of coven, uh, was, a you know, a lot more to it and yeah it could have been shot better but it was still something you know if you like storylines then you know i gave you a storyline
0: well when when i like if i want to watch coven if i want to watch um booked get booked get booked where where is that uh
1: they are on my uh stony pup uh just for fans uh page I, i didn't do a website because you know with these fans' platforms, why I just create a studio mm-hmm. uh, page for them. Um, you know, it's on there, or um, I also sell them in my DMs uh, ad on OnlyFans and just for fans. And yeah, I, they're not going to go on the wall, they're only going to go uh, just in direct messages. You know, I'll put them in mass messages. I'm probably going to go through again and just go on ahead and send uh, and send them all again because I might have uh new uh, new subscribers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know expired subscribers new followers and you know some of them probably didn't get the old you know the old mass messages of sending those out so I'm gonna go through and just go on ahead and start sending all three series out again there's about four or five episodes uh per series and who knows maybe uh probably pick it back up again. Cause it was fun. Yeah. dude. Like okay. going from like a uh, model and just like, you know, starting up your own uh, studio for real and everything being self-funded with your home money, you know, it's <laughs> like, you know, you're scared, <laughs> <Did> you- <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, it's happening. Did
0: you say home money? My home money. My home money. Yes. One thing you said yesterday, I thought it was insane and, and I won't take up much more of your time, but, um, you called your
1: ass agatha uh lagatha Lagatha, okay. yeah, so uh, I was a big fan of the show Vikings, um uh, I went through all uh seven seasons of it, and um, you know, I used to just simply call her the missus the missus yeah. okay, you know the the missus is talking her shit, she's a <laughs> sleepy pill, <laughs> and um then, after watching um. Vikings, that's when I was like, you know what, she needs a name. She can't just be the Mrs. <laughs> anymore. Um, so yeah, I named my asshole Lagatha after <laughs> uh the main shield maiden of uh Vikings because you know she's tough and she can really take a beating and keep yeah. coming back.
0: True dad, and I've seen it a mm. couple times. a Couple yeah. times. <laughs> um when um when people want to find you, when people want to know more about Brian bonds if they don't already, uh, or listeners, uh, where do they go?
1: Uh, usually just like on Twitter. I'm, I'm not entirely, you know, act as active as I used to be on social media. Um, but yeah, they can go on to Twitter and see what I'm up to. I mean, right now it's just a lot of uh, automatic tweets from just for fans. Sorry. (laughs) Um, there I'm on, um, uh Instagram. I just got a new account because my old one was hacked. Mm. Uh my new one is now official underscore Brian Bonds. Um so I'll be trying to post a little bit more on that. Um and then there's Facebook. You know, if I can get the motivation to uh put Stony Moments back up, then you know I'll have like an update every week on that. Yeah.
0: Do it. I think um Stony Moments
1: it kicked um, out there for a while
0: yeah behind the scenes stuff i think is very very necessary yeah uh especially for this industry yeah and there's room for there's room for everyone
1: mm, there's, <laughs> there's room for everyone and uh honestly um um shit what was i gonna say fuck my add kicked in <laughs>
0: Uh, you just had a stony moment <laughs> Yeah, I, that right there was a stony moment
1: um, yeah uh, it, that has really just kind of evolved from like me holding the camera walking around town to you know actually putting like a little production with uh, together with it and I was doing that with Leo for a while but you know then things in life happened and just kind of um, fell off a bit. but um, yeah I, now that I've seen like where I can take it you mm-hmm. know just simply I want to see how far, much further I can take it Oh shit. Yeah. All right. Maybe make it like a full talk show. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. I am looking forward to it.
1: not trying to be your uh, competition or anything. There
0: is none. um, Honestly, there's other podcasts that are now starting to pop up, and I think it's awesome. I think that.
1: Uh, I think like after being in, you know, this uh, industry for 10 years, like, you know what? Fuck it. Start a podcast. Yeah, you, you've earned it, or you know, earned your break, and just you know.
0: I'm shocked that it took a, a this long for a lot of people, but um, you know, it's it's cool, and I don't think it, anyone that does start one, you're gonna have such vast, diff, vastly different experiences mm-hmm. that there's so many stories that you can tell with it. Yeah, you know, and and you know, um, you can go anywhere when it comes to this stuff, mm-hmm. so, guys. Demystifying gay porn. Um, you can find us on any podcast directory. You can find us on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, any anywhere that allows for uh, conversation and um, uh, discussions about gay porn and stuff. Uh, my guest, Brian Bonds, porn veteran, um, adult entertainer, content creator now, Stony Pup. Watch out for Stony Moments and Stony Pup. Yeah. I, I have to absolutely thank you for your time. I absolutely appreciate it. I'm glad that we finally did this. You were one of the most requested people in in my DMs for for an interview. So, uh, well, thank you for having yeah. me. I'm
1: sorry it took you know it took this long. But, <laughs> it was you know, worth the wait. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, maybe we can have a follow up on you know here in like a, a year or so. To yeah, see if I've actually got stuff going. No,
0: for sure. I would love that. Right. Yeah, I like having uh, the the more the more guests uh, start coming on, the more models start coming on. Uh, the less we start talking about porn the more we start talking about other stuff yeah which is really cool i appreciate that
1: because porn is great to talk about you know but there's more to us than just our asses and dicks
0: exactly exactly and that's exactly what we're trying to do here yeah. well, i so. appreciate you doing that likewise well i appreciate you being on of course all right cheers Bye. <laughs>